I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never said. Good Thanksgiving Eve, Dog Nation. This is Jeff Sintel coming to you on a pre-recorded edition of uh, Dog Nation's weekly Wednesday before the hedges. I'm your host, Jeff Sintel. Uh, happy Thanksgiving Eve to all of you guys. We're getting a pre-record uh, in the in the mix here because uh, probably tomorrow at this time, I'm going to be working maybe frying a turkey, maybe dealing with a honeydew list. Everybody say amen if you got a honeydew list or if you've completed your honeydew list or maybe working on the brine, um, whatever have you. So that's why we're pre-recording. That said, the show still goes on with Dog Nations Before the Hedges and UGA Recruiting. Uh, big weekend this weekend. You've got uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, clean old-fashioned hate. Folks, be sure to think about uh, attending the celebration of life for Coach Vince Dooley, Athletic Director Vince Dooley at Stegman Coliseum on Friday night, and then clean old-fashioned hate at noon. Um, a lot of the commits will be coming back for the Georgia Tech game at noon as well. Tyler Williams is a big name from Florida that will be there. Um, also, uh, got some things to take a look at. Um, we've got a couple of a uh, uh, couple of uh, got some talk targets to look at. We've got a couple of commitments that are on the schedule board as well. Uh, but for now, uh, we've got a really good conversation, something for everybody to be thankful for. That's the latest and most recent commitment at the quarterback position for the University of Georgia. The first quarterback commitment uh, since Gunnar Stockton, I think, back in January of 2020. I believe that's right. Uh, January of 2021. Uh, pardon me, it's January of 2021. But anyway, we have uh, a really good interview with Ryan Puglisi, uh, Puglisi out of Avon Old Farms, the Winged Beavers of uh, in Connecticut. They actually won their bowl game. His junior season is complete. But uh, we sat down with uh, Ryan Puglisi. Had a really good talk. You're going to see some good stuff in here, like hand turkeys. Remember Brock Bowers' hand turkey from the Rylan Goody and Tate Ratledge podcast. That stuff's hilarious. We asked Ryan Puglisi about his hand turkey. We talked about the guys he is just going hard in the paint for in the 2024 class for Georgia. A couple of receivers, offensive tackle he mentioned as well. Um, lots of good stuff. You learn what kind of motivates Ryan Puglisi, why he chose Georgia. Really cool story also about um, how he tried to make the ending to his commitment video in the middle of a football game. Needed a couple of takes for that. We don't need a couple of takes to tell you. It's going to be a great conversation here with Ryan Puglisi right now, right here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. All right, guys, before the hedges time, we've got a special treat for you guys. We've got 2024 quarterback commit Ryan Puglisi here. Uh, Puglisi here, and I know you guys that always keep – sending me these memes about or hashtag pug life, all this stuff I keep seeing from all you Georgia fans. I wanted to have you guys on. It's pretty close to Thanksgiving. We're going to talk a little bit about it, what it's like to be a Georgia commitment for maybe a month now. I think it's about a month. Isn't that right, Ryan? Uh, yesterday was a month. So happy, happy one month as a dog, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for now, having me. We're, we're going to dip into what it's like to be a dog. We're going to talk about, um, I got to I got to share a couple stories with, with with everybody out there, especially the one you told me about your motivation and your why. I think it is a true reflection of your character. Um, and also, we we only gave him a little bit of, of pre snap prep. 
everybody, if you've seen the thing on on um, the Real Talk <laughs> podcast with uh, Ron and Gody and Tate Ratledge, two really good friends of mine, uh, they, they introduced the world through Brock Bowers about hand turkeys. And you guys are going to hear exclusively on this podcast and on this show tonight, hand turkey talk with a Georgia quarterback commit. So that's part of the deal. But um, Ryan, I guess, t- take me through it, man. Do you, do you feel like I mean, I know once you were getting recruited hard by Georgia, the interview requests came. I think yeah. your coach even told me that. It's like it's a little bit different when I have like six guys that are cover Georgia around Georgia start asking me about Ryan. What do you think it's been like, man, as a dog so far? Yeah, um, it's definitely been amazing. You know, I mean, just to be able to to be a part of the something special that Georgia's creating and knowing that like it's not going anywhere for a while. Like Georgia's on the rise and they're still number one right now, but it's only going to keep getting better. So being a part of that is definitely something special. And I'm just, I'm super excited to be a part of it. Ryan, I know you're a pretty dedicated commitment. One of the things fans ask me about is how is he going to help recruit the class when he's in yeah. Connecticut, especially when your Avon old farms teams plays a lot of games on Saturday. Yeah. I know you would have been, I know you were dying to be at that Tennessee game. Tell me about how your approach will be kind of recruiting future receivers, future offensive linemen to play with you, even yeah. maybe a far away a little bit. So I have most of the kids' numbers. Um, so I've just been reaching out to them. We've been texting a lot and just trying to build a relationship through that so that, like, when we do get our time together in person, like, it's not the first time we talk to each other. So it's like we've already built some sort of relationship um, over the phone or something like that, and then just talking through either Instagram, Twitter, or most of them I have their numbers already. So like, I'm hoping we'll get a, like, get something together where we're all able to go on a visit. And then like, we already all have talked to each other. So it's just like, we're all hanging out. Um, that's pretty much my main focus, just like building a relationship with those kids already. So it's like, by the time we're already together, it's, it's nothing different. So I'm super excited about that. Do you have a, I don't know, a priority? Are you like looking at receivers first or linemen first or backs? Or do you have like a, a food chain of who you want to talk to? Definitely we're starting off with receivers. Um, that's what it really started with. Um, obviously, I've talked to some some uh, offensive linemen too. Um, but I've talked to most – like when it comes to running backs, I've talked to obviously um, our commit, Tavani, Tavanzi. Um, so me and him have been talking a little bit, Landon Thomas. All of our commits, we have a group chat, so we talk a good amount in that. And then I've reached out to like me and Rod Robinson, and we've talked a good amount too. Um, so – I could give you uh, two wishes of a magic lamp and you could, you could convince or those guys would eventually commit and sign with Georgia to play with you. You got two receivers that you'd love to play with that you love to ball with on your mind. Definitely would love to play with Mike Matthews. Um, he's a baller. He's a receiver. That's a stud. And um, uh, probably Cam Pringle. Oh, wow. Big offensive yeah, lineman. Big offensive tackle. Yeah. I talked to those two a good amount. So, uh, Ryan, I want to take you back to, I think it was the weekend before you committed. I thought it was really cool. One of these stories that came around your commitment was you scored a touchdown and part of your commitment video is you yeah. kind of <laughs> ran to your videographer and you said, I'm, I'm, you said, I'm going to Georgia. Yeah. Two thoughts over that one. What was the genesis of that idea? Where did that come from? And did, did you have a backup if, like, you scored in the opposite corner of the end zone or you didn't get a touchdown? What were you going to do as plan B for that? Yeah, so I had – the the guy that made the video is Aaron Wagon, uh, Wags. We call him Wags. That's 
his his handle is BYA Wag. So he makes he's made videos for us before. Like he makes all like the hype videos and like the game highlights and stuff like that. So I've been boys with him for a while. You know Jonell Aguero too, the commit George. He he does stuff with Jonell all the time too. Um, so he's from our area. So I, me and him got pretty close with uh Wags and like he gave the idea to like find him in the head zone and and do that. I missed him the first time I scored or the first and second time where I sat, that was like one of my better games. So like the first two touchdowns I had, I didn't, I didn't, I could, he was right there, but I just completely forgot. Cause like, I'm obviously, I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. Like I'm yeah, in a yeah. but like the third touchdown we had, I threw it and then I saw him. So I was like, so I did, I just did it quickly then. So it was, it was his idea. It was a good idea. Um, And when you finally went to a game at Sanford, you already knew you're already feeling that yeah. way, but like, I mean, heck, I talked to you like two weeks before, and it's I, I hung up the phone saying, "This guy's probably going to be a dog." It kind of feels like that. Yeah. Um, I guess Ryan, from your perspective, it's kind of funny how everybody in every class there's quarterback dominoes, yeah. And it was like your commitment set off a couple of other guys, and it. I keep getting the question, you know, like, "Hey, what's going on?" And like, Georgia, and you probably too humble to say it, but. Georgia got the quarterback it wanted there in you and rankings, whatever, whatever you want to say, like Georgia kind of centered on you and was like, they didn't care who was rated higher than you. They didn't care who else was looking at Georgia. They kind of looked past the rankings. And I guess from your perspective, what did that feel like for you to be appreciated so much by the defending yeah. national champions? It was awesome. Um, that's why I just, I pulled the trigger so quick, you know, um, I obviously I felt like a bunch of love from them and we had a great relationship ever since like even before I got an offer like I, when I would just talk to coach Munkin like before they had even offered me like I knew he was a guy that I definitely wanted to play for like just the way he was and just based off what he told me like with like like talking wise with him like the way he knows football like he's just a guy that a lot of people want to play for and uh, I'm grateful that I'm going to be able to play for him and the whole rest of the staff that's there um they do a great job there but like yeah like even before I had to offer I headed off with coach Monken right away he came down to Avon and watched me throw originally and I threw well and then he told me to come back uh I think he saw me throw in like May probably and then I came to Georgia in June when everything opened back up and that's when I got the offer and like just there like even being there for the first time even though no one was there like it was like there was no students there obviously it was in the summer but I knew it was just a I wasn't going to be able to say no. I was. I just fell in love with it right away. Ryan, I think your coach, Coach Willie, gave me a good story. He said, like, you worked out at Alabama. You killed it there. got the offer. Then you guys yeah. drive to Georgia. You probably get to Georgia like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And, yeah. like, the next day is your workout. But, like, Munkin meets you guys at, like, 11 at the facility or something like that and yeah. gives you the tour then. You had to be thinking, man. I, I've really got to. I've really got to be throw some balls in the dirt or something like that to mess this thing yeah. up, man. Did you get yeah. the feeling like, hey, man, it's eleven o'clock. This man could be sleeping, but he's giving me a tour. What What was that day like? That day was awesome. It was probably one of the better days of my life, honestly. Um, but yeah, like you said, like I, they had me in before, so I was like going into that morning. I was like, I, I was like, I got no choice but to do, do my best. But so I kind of, it honestly helped me. Like I knew, like. I was coming in with high expectations. So having that with me honestly helped me a lot. Just um, helped me throughout the whole day. But yeah, I mean, that whole day was, was great. Just being there and throwing with them and like being able to like coach Julie has helped me a ton because he helped me understand that like 
rather than letting everything like make you feel like emotional or like getting involved with like whether I'm going to get off or not, like you're around some of the best coaches. So like soak it in, like those guys are like be a sponge when you go to these camps because they have so much information to tell you. So that's pretty much my, my focus was, and it turned out better than what I thought. So. Do you think camping the night, night before the day before at Alabama, getting that offer gave you a huge jolt of confidence to just go out and play fast and play loose the next day at Georgia? You think that helped you work out even better at Georgia that day? Yeah. I mean, I would say it did. It did its ways, but like, I feel like I was going to try and go in there, like whether I did get to offer or not, or I don't know. I was just, I was going in there with a level mind, just easy head, just trying to show them what I got, I guess. What was the biggest, oh, wow moment for you when you visited for the game? I mean, it's funny. That was your first game. I knew that. So like what I try to do is like watch and like all the little things that Georgia fans take for granted, like the trumpet or the yeah. calling of the dogs. or That's when I knew, honestly. Like I was like – like when I was – right – so I had my mom – I needed to get my mom there. My dad my dad was there with me in the summer, but my mom wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. Like all the coaches were joking around, like saying that, like, we need to get the boss here to make it final. Like my mom – they were calling my mom the boss. So sure. yeah. it was funny. Um, and obviously she loved that. And I just needed to get her there with the rest of my family. It was me and my dad, my mom, my sister, and my two uncles. I have an older brother, too, but he had a football game, so he wasn't able to make it. But all of them were there with me. So right when we, like, honestly, like, right when you drive into the, like, when you start to get close, like, we were actually an hour out of Georgia. We we're out of, hour out of Athens, and we were on the highway, and some guy was selling Georgia stuff on the side like on the highway. And my mom was like blown away by that. She was like, we're not even, we're an hour away. And she's like, this is crazy. So just like be a part of that was insane. And I mean, it's just hard to say no when you're there. Like, and then right when I got on campus and I saw everything, I mean, what the atmosphere was like, like it was just good, good vibes there. So it was just, just a great day. Uh, Ryan, I want this to be like a, a good introduction to you for a lot of folks to just know you as a star ranking or a commit. Yeah. What do you think, what do you want people to know about the way you play the game? Like, how do you do quarterback? I'm using quarterback as an, as a verb there, but how do you quarterback? What's the way you play this game? Yeah, obviously I'm going to go out there and the objective is to score points. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to score that where they're on the goal line and I got to run it in or throw a fade ball. Um, that's what I'm going to do. I think being a manager of the game, just going out there and managing the game, whether it's, throwing that deep fade or it's being disciplined and taking the five yard hitch or throwing the check down. I think that my goal out there for what people I want people to know is I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my best to manage the game. You know, I'm not going to try and go out there and make a thousand like big, big explosive plays. Like I'm going to do my job and I'm going to try and stay disciplined so that those big plays come, you know, like, like I eventually I'm going to take those, those hitches and those check downs to the point where like, they're blue in the face. Then I'll go deep. Then I'll go out there. So that's really my goal out there is to go out there and just be a, like a manager of the game. Right. And one of the things I like to tell talented young quarterbacks like yourself on their way to Georgia is I, I wonder if you really know, like that first year it might be scout team. It might be yeah. low man on the depth chart, but what that means is you get to go against that defense. That defense. all the time. Yeah. What are you thinking about that challenge level? It's like, if I can move the ball on those dudes, then I can move the ball on anybody. What, yeah. how do you go into that? I'm super excited about it. That's another thing that's like really appealing to any recruit is like 
you might not be getting game reps and you might not be able to be on the field in game, but like you're going against the best competition in the, in the country. So it's just like, if you go in and you understand that, yeah, like it might take, might take a year, might take, it might not, it might take a year. It might not, um, you might get your shot right away. But if you understand that, like you're getting better every day, like as once you get your opportunity, you're, you're definitely going to be prepared. So you just got to wait for your opportunity, whether it's the first year or it's year three, year four down the road. Ryan, there's so many pieces of your story I really like besides the 70 yard bombs you can throw or the four, eight speed or 93 miles off the bump. It shows your arm strength a lot. Is that off platform throws you're already going to be pretty skilled at? Yeah. But for me, you told me two things when I really first started writing about you. The first one was you're going to be that guy that may not be the fastest, may not be the strongest, may not be anything superlative, but you make a promise to your teachers, you make a promise to your coaches that you're going to work harder than anybody or as hard as you possibly can. Right? how hard is that for you to do when you have all this talent and all this skill set, but then you're still wired that way? Where does that come from? Um, I would say my, just my family in general, like they've always really instilled that type of ethic, that type of like mindset in me and just being like around these places, like these boarding schools, like a lot of people don't understand, like, like just because like say we're from New England or something like that. And it's like a big prep school. And like, obviously it's a really good, like all these schools are really good academic, but like if you go in the weight room here before school, there's, there's like probably a group of 10 kids that are leaving with sweat on their face. Like they've been in there. So like being in this environment, and being around like a people that have that have the same mindset of me and have the same goals is just it just kind of makes you think a little bit different. Like I I, would, I go to all boys school and like every kid every every athlete every athlete here most teams have like probably three or four big time recruits. Like the, the lacrosse team here is is unreal and the hockey team here is unreal. Like uh, there's probably I think there was three kids on the hockey team last year that got drafted at NHL. Wow. Um, and there's probably been like at least 20 all time here that have been drafted into NHL. Same with baseball. Have you ever heard of you, George Springer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He came he came from a he's he went to school here too. Wow. Um, so there's just like a being it's kind of like a factory here, honestly. There's like being around those people and um just being around like work ethic. So I feel like I've always been kind of around it. So it kind of makes you want to you gotta be about it if you're around it. Mm, yeah, everybody's working hard. You got it in the joints to be, right? Yeah. Um, Ryan, I want, if anybody gets anything out of this interview, I want them to lean in real close and listen to this because it's our goal here with what we do on Before the Hedges and Dog Nation is we try to go beyond the stars. We try to pull off the helmet. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan, if you're throwing four touchdowns against Alabama three or four years from now, I want folks to know what motivates you because we talked about it. Uh, maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, yeah. I was really impressed by a story, maybe from your childhood, your neighborhood. Yeah, really is the reason maybe why you go so hard. Another reason why you go so hard that motivates you. That's your why. Can yeah. you tell me a little bit about that story? I want everybody to get that about um, yeah. how how somebody, a neighbor, one of your friends, I guess, is really one of the most impactful moments of your life. Yeah. So my neighbor, Bethel Work, who is like a second mom to me, she like, my house is here. Her house is right across the street, like literally like neck and neck, super close. Um, and we grew up when I so I lived in New Hampshire till I was four and then I moved to Massachusetts. And ever since the time that I was there, like we were always either at her house or she was at my house. And we were all just like basically family. Like we were super close to them. 
Um, and in the beginning stages, when I moved to Mass, like she was, she had cancer, but eventually she beat it the first time and it went away. And then it came back like probably two or three years after. And I was thinking it was probably in like around fifth, sixth grade at that time. So I was still pretty young. Um, and she passed away. But like even when she was at her worst, like she was still going, like she was still out for walks. Like I remember looking out the window, like waking up in the morning and like I knew, I knew she was like sick as can be, like super sick. And she was still walking up and down her driveway. And I was like, I remember seeing that. And I would just remember like, I'll never forget that. Like looking out the window and seeing how sick she was. And she still got up that day and went outside no matter how hard it was. Even if it was just to like go get the mail or something like that. She was so sick and she still did that. So I always think like, if she can do that, what can I do? You know, like, what's my reason why I'm not going to go do something today? Or, or like how sick or how tired can I be? to the point where it was worse than that. So that's kind of something that like really sticks with me. Mm, amazing story. I'm glad, I'm glad we got the chance to bring that to everybody. Yeah. Um, Ryan, a few more thoughts. Obviously you see that I see the Georgia flag underneath your, up above your yeah. shoulder. How long has that thing been up? Did you put that up before commitment day? Did, was it up after commitment day or did you get that flag when you were at Georgia on your visit? So I got that after I committed, but I had, I've had this, I have this hat right here. I've had this hat for, for a long time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, soon I got a bunch of gear now. So, always tell me about your season. I think Coach Uli told me a really good, really good bench point for you is I think you guys played uh, Chaffee. I think I got that right, Loomis Chaffee, maybe Loomis. Yeah, and that team has five Power Five guys, six Power Five guys, a couple of SEC guys. Yeah, and um, they got after you guys, and that was one of those where you had to really learn a lot and grow a lot. Yeah, he noticed. He noticed you got better coming out of that game. Like your next two or three games were better. Um, what did you learn across your junior year? I believe you still got a bowl game left here for uh, yeah. Avon Old Farms. But like, what what was the major areas of growth that you saw in your game this fall? Yeah, so I think like as tough as as tough as it can be, like, and how 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 bad it can be, and how like annoying it is to lose. Um, failure can be seen as like your best, best teacher. So like, I kind of tried like in the moment it was bad and in the moment it wasn't fun at all, but looking back and just like growing from it, I think that's what like coach truly kind of like made our whole team think like how much, how, how can we get better from this? Like, yeah, we got knocked off early in the season. Uh, we took a, I think we lost them by a like a little over a touchdown. Uh, but Obviously, that game was really hyped. Everyone was there. There's probably around like five or six thousand people there. So it was a really packed game. It was a really hyped up game. And we we didn't end up coming out with a win, but just and I got hit a lot. I got hit a lot that game. I got so just coming out from that game, just knowing like what we can do to be better. Um, I think I did get a lot better from that game. And I did learn a lot of things about my game. Like knowing that like you got to get the ball or something like that, or knowing like pre-snap more pre-snap than what I did before, or there's always, there's always can be more done. So I think that loss was really crucial. Sometimes he, Coach Hooley says too, is like sometimes it's good, it's good to get punched in the face once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan, do you consider yourself a dual threat? I know you run around a lot. You must be, you must have as almost as many, you must have double digit rushing touchdowns this year, but like, are you a guy that, 
hits those legs is like the eject button or the rip cord when you get in trouble or yeah. what do you think your tendencies are right now in the pocket? I'm not listed as a dual threat, but I feel like, like there's a couple runs on my tape that like an in game that, I mean, if I'm not going li- to like sit back there and just run immediately, but I can definitely make a play if I have to, like if I drop back and I see green grass, I'm going to go take it. But I, we have some read options in there and I would say, yeah, I mean, I'm not like four or five speed, but I have four eight around that area. So, Ryan, how about this? Uh, what's your message to like a Mike Matthews or a Jeremiah Smith or you know those type of elite tight ends or elite receivers that you're going after? What are you going to tell them? Are you going to be like, you know, kind of like Matty Ice, really cool with it? You're really going to be just chill. Hey, man, be great here. We're going to win titles with you at Georgia. Come be a part of it. What would you what would you tell guys? What's your pitch right now to those guys that you want to play with? Yeah, I think for people that are really interested in Georgia and that want to be about it and be at Georgia, they need to come see it and they need to be there in person. Because like I know with me, like just seeing it and being there was all I needed to do. Because for anyone that's trying to be elite at their level, why wouldn't you want to go to Georgia? You know, like they have the best coaching, they have the best atmosphere they have the best just like culture there like if you want to be a good elite football player you gotta go to georgia because there's no other place like it i mean other schools and other people have like similar things and and there can say that they're the same but they're not right now it's a different it's a different ball game there and if you want to be elite you gotta be at georgia guys there you have it future leader of the program uh checks all the boxes intangibles character work ethic um, kind of looks like the all-American quarterback with the, with the, with the blonde hair and everything else like that. Um, Ryan, we, we promised the people, uh, hand turkeys. So if anybody yeah. doesn't know what hand turkeys are, uh, maybe your kindergarten teacher, maybe your first grade teacher, third grade teacher, Brock Bowers endorses hand turkey. So it's gotta be cool, right? Um, you take your hand, you put it on a piece of paper and you trace around your hand. And basically you have five feathers sticking up, which are the five things around Thanksgiving you're thankful for. Ryan Puglisi, future quarterback at Georgia, 2024, going to enroll early in January of 2024. What are, what, what are you filling out your hand turkey bracket with right now? Yeah, I'm going to keep mine pretty simple. So I'll definitely go family first, then friends, football, baseball, and then going to Georgia for my last one. So Something to be thankful for, definitely. obviously. Um, Ryan, I think lastly, what do you think – you got a whole lot of contenders now. What do you think it's you like best about Georgia right now? What's the coolest thing to you about being a dog? Is it watching them on Saturday and fist pumping when they beat Tennessee or, yeah. or what, 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 what for you is that answer? I, I'd love to know. Just, I would say the culture in general, like, like there's a culture of just complete excellence there. And also, and just being like held to a standard where everyone's held to that standard and if you're there, like you're going to work towards that standard, too. So just being around that group of people, like whether it's a coach or whether it's a recruiter or whether it's uh, Stetson Bennett or all, any of those guys on the team, just like all of those guys have the same mindset and they have the same work ethic and they're all working towards one thing. But it's not like one person is pulling this much or one person's pulling that much. Like they're all pulling the same way I feel like I got that feeling when I was there like everyone was working together as hard as they could to get towards that one goal so I thought that was pretty special Ryan you got a cool it could be anything cool Stetson story a cool Monk story a cool Kirby story like what's one of your most memorable ones from 
basically getting behind the curtain now of Georgia football being an insider for you. You got one funny story or favorite story or cool story that you've been able to experience so far? Um, I got a joke, like a good joke, like coach, me and coach Munkin are always talking about like, he always makes fun of me and where we go because there's a, there's a bunch of bears that go around here. Uh-huh. Like we were the day before I committed our game. I told them this story and they were dying laughing. So like they always, every time they come back up here, they say, we're going to go like bear hunting or something like that. Because I was walking down, me and my team were walking down on our field for our game. It was a Friday night and a bear was like literally like right here. I'm like walking down and like the bear is straight ahead in front of us. And we just didn't like, I don't know if it was like pregame, like we weren't thinking straight, like all we were doing was focus on the game, but like we kept going, like we just kept walking. And like, I'm telling you, like this bear was like 10, Five 10, 20 like feet away from us, like right there. And we just walked straight past it. And it got up, got up on two legs, like stood up like completely. And we just walked right by it. So like I told them that story and they were all dying laughing. So like every time they come up here, they say we're going to go bear hunt. So was the bear on its hind legs when it stood up? Was it yeah, eight feet it was tall? Completely up. It was huge too. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like some small club. Like it was a giant bear. Wow. Wow. Know, type wild. of bear that you'd love to be your left tackle right that kind of big right that yeah, kind of exactly, exactly. <laughs> well guys we got a hand turkey story we got a bear story that we weren't expecting that one and we got ryan being ryan i think you'd see why uh the georgia coaches and the georgia staff was so high on him and uh i think man uh happy thanksgiving to you happy thanksgiving to your family i know the dog fans are really going to have a treat listening to you tonight on uh, the day before thanksgiving but hey ryan much success to you in the bowl game uh, when are you going to be back at Georgia? When's the next time you're going to visit playing? Are you going to come in the spring? Are you going to come in January? You got a thought about that yet? Yeah, I'll definitely be back in the winter. I'll be back in the spring. Uh, any chance I get to go back, I'll definitely take it. So next, then whenever the next time comes up, hopefully as, as soon as possible, I'll be down there. Awesome. Ryan Puglisi, uh, Avon Old Farms, quarterback class of 2024. You'll probably be a five-star in a couple, couple months. That's the way the rankings usually go. Hey, buddy, thanks for your time, and you have a great week. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, how about that? What about that interview with Ryan Puglisi? You learned a lot. First of all, I got a great Thanksgiving activity for your kids, activity for your kids. If you guys didn't get that part about the hand turkeys, it's really simple. Put your hand up like this, and what you do is you get kids to go on a flat piece of notebook paper and draw around the fingers, all around the fingers. And what you do right there in each of those fingers, you put in there something you're thankful for. I know they're going to be bored. I know they're going to be stir crazy on Thanksgiving while you guys are trying to watch some football. Take that bonus gift, that bonus blessing from um, Before the Hedges here on Dog Nation brought to you by Kroger. I'll, as always, you think about Kroger, you think about uh, the Kroger Boost program. Uh, I believe it's $59 a year. You get uh, maximized out your fuel points where you can save up to a dollar a gallon. Uh, on your fuel brought to you by the Kroger Boost program. Also get grocery delivery, all those other, all that other cool stuff that goes with your program. Uh, check out Kroger.com for all the information there. Speaking of, for all the information, got a few things to show you. One of the things we put together this week is there are two big decisions coming up. The first of those is on Friday. It's a commitment decision right here from uh, four-star defensive lineman Davian Hobbs out of Concord, North Carolina, Robinson High School. He's really down to Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. He's going to do it on his mother's birthday. That's that's November the 25th. Um, he's a five-star for on three. 
That's a guy that took his last recruiting visit to Georgia for the Tennessee game. Tennessee is a team that looms very large in there and that decision as well. Um, also, then on, then on December the 4th, you've got uh, Samuel Impemba, the five-star edge rusher out of Bradenton, Florida. He's actually from St. Louis, Missouri, but he, went to, he played his high school football the past two seasons down at IMG Academy, uh, that national high school juggernaut. Uh, his finalists, Georgia, Tennessee, Miami, Florida. Georgia has positioned itself well for this recruitment. Let's see if the dogs can hold on here for Samuel and Pimba. Uh, remember that those pictures a couple weeks back about his official visit for the Tennessee game, rocking that old school Kirby Smart jersey. Those are two commitment dates to take a look at. We had the, we had the dates up there on the full screen for you guys right there as well. And now, speaking of Mr. Impemba, speaking of those top targets, take a look at the 2023 board right now. Take, we're looking at the 2023 top targets. So it's a new name at the bottom of your list. That's Nichols Harbor out of Archbishop Carroll in Washington, D.C. He's a five-star, about 6'4", 6'5", track speed, 10'2", 10'3", speed. He's going to take a visit to Georgia this month. Um, he's ranked as an athlete. Some people thought he was an edge rusher earlier earlier in his evaluations. I think if he does, uh, if somehow he finds a way to choose Georgia, which I don't deem it very likely, it would be on the offensive side of the ball, perhaps as a wide receiver or a tight end. Lord knows that tight end room is getting complicated right now with Todd Hartley, with Deuce Hartley, with, with Deuce Hartley, excuse me, Deuce Robinson, the nation's number one wide number one tight end recruit as well. Uh, there's the Walker Lions stuff. And then there's also two very long time commitments, Lawson Lucky. You guys have read on Dog Nation for a long time that he wasn't likely going anywhere due to his status as a legacy, wanting to stay close to his family. And also just the way Todd Munkin and prioritizes tight ends in his offense. Um, but you look there right there, Nichols Harbor, um, not going to make his decision anytime soon, but Georgia will likely get a visit. And that's why we put him up there in the top targets this week. The next two names on the top targets, we've been hearing them for quite a long time. Those are the um, five stars out of Montgomery, Alabama. You got Quay Rousseau there who just dropped some sick, ludicrous uh, senior film on his social media. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, maybe for both of those two, uh, really feels like those two guys might very well stay in state. We mentioned Davian Hobbs earlier at number six. Now, number five is very interesting, guys. I'm going to mention the name Daniel Harris, and I'm also going to mention his brother, Donnell Harris. Donnell Harris was a 2021 recruit. Uh, who was a top 10 overall five-star who reclassified to the 2020 class to sign with Texas A&M. Um, he was still a top 50 overall prospect with Texas A&M. Earlier this year, Jimbo Fisher announced that uh, Donnell Harris was medically retiring. Well, that's not the case anymore. Donnell has tweeted out, um, and his brother has jumped on that tweet as well. They definitely would like to play together, two brothers, um, Danelle Harris says that he's been medically cleared and he's eligible to play. Uh, very interesting to th just think what could happen there with Daniel Harris, the recent Georgia decommitment. Still feel there's a very strong chance that Daniel returns to the class in Athens. Um, and that's why we had him at number five last week. That's why we got him at number five this week. Number four, Damon Wilson, five-star edge. Everybody knows this name, Georgia, Ohio State, Georgia, Ohio State. It's like a great U.S. Open tennis match between Federer and Nadal or Jokovic. 
um, back and forth, back and forth. Well, Damon Wilson will be back in Columbus for a visit to check out the game is what they call it. They call it the game between the unbeaten Buckeyes and the unbeaten Michigan Wolverines. Michigan handed Ohio State a rare loss in the rivalry over the last 10 years. Last year, Damon Wilson is expected to be there for that. Number three, mentioned him earlier, Deuce Robinson. Deuce Robinson is not going to sign during the early period. Speaking of the early period, folks, it is now November the 23rd as you guys watch this recording tonight. And that is inside of 30 days until the early signing period on December the 21st. Deuce Robinson is the nation's number one tight end. I think Georgia has a very strong shot there with Deuce Robinson. Um, he has been playing a lot as a punt returner, a lot as a wide receiver for his high school team. Um, expecting to see some attrition in the Georgia tight end room after this season, not just Darnell Washington uh, moving on to the NFL. Number two on the list right there is Jordan Big Baby Hall. Big Baby Hall was at um, LSU this past weekend for an official visit. Georgia's going to get an official visit from Mr. Hall in December as well. Uh, Jordan has said many times that he's going to take his recruiting as long as he can before he makes his commitment. His commitment will be his signing on December the 21st. And as mentioned earlier, five-star edge Samuel Mpemba out of IMG Academy, um, the number one top target on the top targets list again for this week. Now, here's the flip watch list, and I think that's very interesting. And let's start with um, a name, a new name to think about here. This is three-star defensive lineman Josh Horton out of Langston Hughes High School in Fairburn, Georgia, currently committed to North Carolina. He's teammates of Bo Hughley. If you guys saw a pretty strong read, some pretty convicted thoughts there about uh, Bo Hughley, everybody wondered, is it Auburn, is it LSU, is Georgia going to lose that? Commitment from that prized offensive tackle. Well, you saw on the pages of dognation.com this week, not very likely with um, Bo Hughley. Bo's a name to bring up because when we mentioned Josh Horton, Horton has been the alpha, perhaps, maybe the best overall player on the 2023-2022 Langston Hughes team right now. They're about to set the state record only 100 points away. Uh, from setting the all-time Georgia State record for points in a season. Josh Horton has been as impactful and as important to that run on the defensive line as anyone currently committed to North Carolina. And if Georgia's targets don't fall out, maybe they're on the defensive line, maybe an outside linebacker, and they've got an extra late scholarship, that's a name that I, I think probably deserves to be on the flip watch list right here. Number five is Walker Lyons. We've mentioned him before. He belongs to the Church of Latter-day Saints, and that means he's going to do a Mormon mission after he graduates. He's got to do his mission trip after he graduates in December. Even though he's in the class of 2023 and committed to Stanford, very much should be seen as a 2025 recruit, and that's how another tight end in this class sort of makes sense for the dogs as well. He visited for the uh, Tennessee game, had a whale of a time. Number four, Jeremiah Cobb, another strong uh, running back option for Georgia in this class. Georgia only has one commitment at running back in that class. That's Rod Robinson, who just won a state championship for his, excuse me, a district championship for his reason out in Cal region out in California. Um, that's as far as they go in Cali. Um, Jeremiah Cobb is in the semifinals of the Alabama class 4A state playoffs this weekend. They're phasing and Andalusia. Jeremiah Cobb is another strong option for Georgia at running back. Three and two, guys, these are receivers, receivers that are currently committed to Oklahoma and Louisville, respectively. I think Georgia holds a strong puncher's chance at both of those guys. Anthony Evans is committed to Oklahoma. Can Georgia flip him from Oklahoma? He was in 
town for the Tennessee game, and that was a phenomenal visit for the Dogs. DeAndre Moore, uh, St. John Bosco recently took another official to Texas. Uh, Louisville's back in the mix there. Georgia's in the mix there. The number one name, you guys see it right there, Georgia Legacy. His season is over. His prolific high school career is over after that shocker against Walton in the second round of the Georgia High School State Playoffs. It was the earliest exit in the playoffs for Walt, for for Buford, pardon me, since 1999. And that's like 23 years. The, I think the crazy part of that is it, of that 23-year span, Buford advanced to the state championship game in 17 of those instances. And that's how shocking to see Buford already out of the Georgia High School State Playoffs. Most important restock positions, outside linebacker. You see that in Pemba, Damon Wilson. See that top targets list reflecting that. Defensive lineman, Big Baby Hall, Davian Hobbs. Uh, and then also wide receiver. You see Moore there. You see Evans there. And then running back with Justice Haynes and Jeremiah Cobb. Those are the positions left for the really major grocery shopping like you would do down those five-star aisles at Kroger. The major grocery shopping left for Georgia in the 2023 recruiting class. Um, again, commitments are coming. November the 25th, Davian Hobbs is going to choose between Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee. And then December the 4th, five-star Edge Samuel and Pimba, the number one name on the top targets list for, again, for forever um, is Samuel and Pimba in the class of 2023. Your recruiting breakdown, 20 commitments. Georgia's lost a couple of decommitments recently, still number two nationally. Uh, 10 on offense, nine on defense, one special teamer, five in-state, 15 out-of-state, one five-star commitment. That's the Alabama corner, A.J. Harris, two top 50 commits, seven top 100 commits, 11 commitments in the top 150. 13 of those guys are in the SEC footprint, seven or beyond. Uh, Georgia's five highest-rated commitments, two on the offensive side, three on the defensive side. Uh, a breakout factoid for the class is Georgia has offered 64 players from the state of Florida. That's out of 235 total offers in this class. Not quite 20 percent. Uh, not yeah, actually, it's well over 20 percent. It's uh, obviously you know, 235 total offers. Do the math. Um, almost 25 percent for Georgia. Uh, their offers coming from the state of Florida. You look at their offer list right there, 235, uh, Georgia going down the list. Look at those offers. They got one running back. You see two numbers there. The one in the parenthetical there is the the the, num the first one is the number of players they've offered at the position. The second one is the number of commitments at the position. One commitment at running back, three commitments at wide receiver, two committed tight ends, two committed offensive tackles, three committed corners. That's Justin Rett, Chris Peel, and the aforementioned A.J. Harris. One committed safety, that's Jonel Aguero. Um, one committed kicker, that's Peyton Woodring out of um, Louisiana. Uh, recently set the Louisiana State record for the longest field goal at 60 yards. Um, two interior linemen, three linebackers, one edge, and Gabe Harris, that's Samuel Impemba's teammate at IMG Academy. One defensive line uh, commitment right down. That is the massive Jamal Jarrett, who is exploding in his senior year, playing a lot better playing a lot faster, pad levels a lot lower, getting sacks, wreaking havoc as a run stopper in the class. That is your uh, offer offer board right there for Georgia in the 2023 cycle. Got some things that we call them tweets. We want to pull them out and give you guys a good idea of what was on our mind this week, what stood out to us in Georgia 
football recruiting. And I got to start with one. It's a video tweet. Now we have very rarely break out the video tweets, but this one was just worth it, guys. You want to take a look at this one right here. Um, very rare that we we do, you know, show a lot of video tweets these days. But this one was this one. Definitely. Uh, we kind of had to look at this game right here. Troy Bowles. One of Georgia's three linebacker commitments that they have definitely have to be thankful for in the 2023 class. Um, three top 10 linebackers committed. Look at Troy Bowles right here. Now, he had three interceptions in this playoff game. His high school team is still alive in the Florida State playoffs at Jesuit out of Tampa. He had three interceptions. Two of them he housed for pick sixes. Look at this one right here. He had over 140 yards in return yards. Interception return yardage right there. Um, the son of Tampa Bay Bucks head coach Todd Bowles. That's Troy Bowles. He committed to Georgia back in July. Um, another story. We kind of wrote about this on Dog Nation earlier this week. We mentioned Bo Hughley earlier. Just take a look at this tweet right here. Um, we wrote a story this week, and when when I asked Bo Hughley to start talking about Georgia, his his thoughts quickly went to Kirby Smart, the way Kirby appreciates him definitively he'd be in the, he'd walk into the facility and Kirby would see him. He'd stop what he's doing and make a beeline to dap up and talk to Bo Hughley. Bo Hughley loves that. He started talking about Kirby smart uh, so deep and definitively that he started singing like Luther Vandross or Neo or John legend, like he was singing a ballad. Uh, he definitely said he loved him some Kirby smart. That's just a very strong um, Reflection of reporting that says a lot of folks are worried about Auburn LSU with Bo Hughley. Not very likely to see him flip or go somewhere else. The third thing I want to bring to your mind is one of the reasons why I love being a recruiting reporter and writing about these young men. Look at this. C.J. Jackson, Tucker High School. How many great players have came out of Tucker High School over the years? This guy transferred from Parkview. He had no offers at the beginning of the season. 6'4", 235 bonkers junior year five-star film picks up an offer from Georgia when the only offer he had was from Indiana um, definitely going to be a guy that he's going to go he told me he's going to be at Georgia Georgia Tech this weekend for his first visit the dogs are in deep in this recruiting in the class of 2024 as I said before 6'4 235 elite production looks like he's got some five-star film already invited the Under Armour All-American game came out of nowhere uh, to do this with a make right junior year where he explodes on the scene. Uh, that is your top. Those are your top tweets that we, we went through right there. Everything going on with dog nation guys, it has been another episode. Uh, this is our Thanksgiving Eve episode. And one of the things I always try to do guys, we're going to give you the best we can each and every week in recruiting coverage. But I want you to think about this. Everybody follows things on social media, on their timelines, not tomorrow, guys. I want you to do this. I want you to sit down at your table. I want you to look at the faces of those you hold dear. Look at the faces of those people that mean the most to you. Think about how they changed over the years. Think how they've grown, your kids, your loved ones, your elders. Those are the timelines you guys got to be paying attention to on Thanksgiving. That's my annual Thanksgiving message for everybody because these times are just so special and these moments are just so special for our friends, our loved ones, and our families. Speaking of families, I feel like it's a family every Wednesday night here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Um, we got into some business with Ryan Puglisi. People call him Pug Life sometimes on social media or on the Dog Nation forum to me. 
Uh, we broke down the top targets. We uh, talked a little bit about hand turkeys with Ryan Puglisi. We talked about upcoming decisions, what's going down the track. And you got to see some great, great play, stellar play right there. Um, film of Troy Bowles in action as well. Guys, it's been another Before the Hedges. I'm Jeff Sintel, been your host for another one. Thanks again for welcoming into your homes on another Wednesday night with Dog Nation. Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. I'm Jeff Sintel. That's been your intel. And we'll see everybody again on the pages of dognation.com. Take it easy, everybody. Be blessed. We'll see you later. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. 